Ian, I know you have like a, a, a tiny thing planned, but I was wondering if I could do a, a, a pre-introduction. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, all I have is just the, the, the like okay. physical introduction. So you can, right. you can riff. Right. Go wild. Give me a second. He's going to sing. Watching shows by moonlight. <laughs> making jokes by daylight. <laughs> Spinner from a show about Friday Night Lights. It's the <laughs> podcast named As You Know. All the guests are just their friends. Their dumb opinions they will defend. They only watch the beginning and the end. It's the podcast calls As You. Stephen Doughton. Travis Norman. Ian Benson. Massiani. Cultural touchstones also new to me. It's the podcast called As You Know. If solo, 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 we'll go through this solo. Fighting evil by moonlight. Winning love by daylight. Please stop referencing Friday Night Lights. It's the podcast named As You Know. It's the podcast named As You Know. It's the podcast As You Know. Can we use that every episode? The whole thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Please add, slowly add more instrumentation to it each episode or something like little accoutrements until it's like symphonic by the end. Oh my god. I'm I don't was, know if I've excellent. been that happy and joyous in months. <laughs> happy birthday in. Thank oh my god, the greatest of gifts. The greatest of gifts. As the song you just heard said, it's as you know, the podcast that talks about the first and the last episode. Thanks to Stephen Doughton for that wonderful, wonderful song. Um, I am Ian Benson-san. Joining me as always, we have Stephen Doughton-kun, Travis uh, Marmon-chan, and of course, Matt Siani-senpai. What's up? Now, I know that we didn't really get to meet uh, the other sailors much, the other sailor stars, in in the episodes that we, we, we watched. We haven't even but introduced just by, the show. But just by design. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, finish that. No, 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 go, go. I, I just I, wanted to know by design who, which, tag yourself, tag yourself. I'm Sailor uh, Mars. So this is, this is really just all vibes in this one based entirely off of the planets. Uh, planets are looks, like, you know, they're in the intro, yeah, but, like you can see them. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know which is which really even. So like, I, oh, I, I, okay. so like, it's really just like, what planet do I identify with? And I like to think, I, I probably like a Sailor Venus, you know, a planet of love. Uh, died from global warming. Can I be tuxedo mask, or is that no, cheating? That's cheating. That, that is cheating. Uh, that's I'm sa- I'll, I'll be Sailor Mercury because I was told she's the brainy one. Travis is Sailor. I'm I'm amazed that Travis did not immediately say he's Sailor uh, Uranus. Uranus. Like I was, no. I would have bet my life. I am on sailing that, to Uranus. Uh, <laughs> people always tell me I'm a Taurus, but I don't think I'm that stubborn. So I don't I don't know which one I would say. Is there Sailor asteroid belt? <laughs> I like to really think I'd be like uh, like a le- one of the moons. I'm Sailor Europa. Sailor be like Titan. International Space Station. In yeah. the in the, in the Sailor Moon Extended Universe, we've got names for all of the moons of all of the planets. Do you think that there are like it's like Sonic fandom, where it's just like create your own? Oh, uh, where you or you can Google your name Sailor yeah. and then get a find an image. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Maybe. Sailor, Sailor Alpha Centauri. I know that's a star, but it seems like the so rules cool, are fast man. and loose. There's a character called Sal- Sailor 
Galaxia in one of these episodes. There, there is, true. yeah. <clears throat> he was a big part of it. If it wasn't already clear at this point, today's episode of As You Know, the podcast that talks about the first and last episodes of TV shows, uh, we are covering, it's my pick this week, and I picked Sailor Moon, the iconic anime that aired, I think the anniversary of it is tomorrow, because uh, I think Sailor Moon and I are basically the same age. Uh, so yeah, Sailor Moon premiered March 7th, 1992, so it's 29th anniversary is tomorrow, uh, and then it ran for 200 episodes until its conclusion on February 8th, 1997. Uh, in the U.S., it's a whole thing with where it was like syndicated and it aired early for a while and wasn't necessarily a hit, but was huge in Canada where they were doing the dub. Uh, oh, that's so why it it's in one like week. That makes sense. That's why they reference it. Oh, Bare Naked Ladies reference it. What, what's the line in the Bare Naked Ladies song where they reference it? Gonna get in tune uh, with Sailor Moon because that cartoon has got the boom anime babes to make me think the wrong thing, which makes sense because it does feature uh, a lot of 14-year-old nudity. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, well, I was unexpected. I was deeply surprised by the amount of 16-year-old nudity. Uh, but yes, Sailor Moon, a show that I had never seen a single animated part of other than like the one gifts of like Tuxedo Mask disappearing. Uh, and stuff like that, but knew in my bones I loved, and I was right. You I never lost. even like saw a stray episode on Toonami as a I kid or something? I do not remember it. I remember, so this is what I wanted to talk about before we got into the show, because this is our first cartoon, this is our first foreign show, this is our first of what will probably be a number of anime episodes, I figure we should get it off out of the way at the top. Uh, Travis, top Travis and Matt look so happy about that. <laughs> I, well, uh, Travis, I is like actively, I too. Travis is actively <laughs> watching an anime. That's so. also true. Wait, what are you watching? I'm watching Dragon Ball Z Kai. Uh, uh, okay. So uh, I also had some thoughts on the show in general, but I want to that yeah. can relate. But Ian, go first. I also do. I was just going to say, like, anime has been a part of my life for the entirety of my life, basically. You know, I remember, you know, Dragon Ball Z was a really big thing for me as a child. And then at nine years old, I saw Spirited Away and was like, oh, this is this is my thing forever now. It's very fun to watch. I mean, this is not a... You know, it's not an early one by any measure, but it is a canonical work, certainly. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about its influence and its its genre tropings and what it does. But, uh, you know, I, I know Steven's a longtime anime watcher, so I'll, I'll let him talk a little bit. So uh, I didn't know I had a lot of emotions about this show, and I do. Um, <laughs> at, like, not not even, like, new ones, right? It was It was... So I had blocked out of my head my relationship to this show when I was, I've literally never, like, these are some of my closest friends. I've never talked to them about it. Um, so, and I didn't even remember. So this is the peak, the peak of, of a, of an adolescent Steven liking something, but thinking he shouldn't, uh, like Powerpuff Girls is a good example. Like when you're, when you're 11 and you're like, I can't like this, this is for girls. I mean, obviously, there was some, like, sexual awakening stuff that was happening with this show. I really did look forward to some of the sequences as a 12-year-old weirdo. But, like... This explains uh, a lot. Yeah, maybe. But, like, <clears throat> I, I watched this, and I had some... You know how you can connect to emotions from the past... There's, there's this feeling of magic that you can have when you're a kid attached to a sound or a song or an image or a movie or something that you, it's harder and harder and harder to feel as you age. And, and maybe there's some level of that feeling that can't even really happen now uh, so much. 
I think that's why people do drugs. But like, th- there's like, it's like amazement and curiosity mixed with like an understanding that you don't understand exactly what's going on, but there's some magic to that. And I felt very drawn to this show. And I have distinct memories of watching it on Toonami, either in my basement or in my living room, depending on things. And having the remote in my hand such that if I heard someone coming into the room, I could change the channel because I was embarrassed. And, and like, that's a feeling that it, it, for me, attaches to some gender identity things that I've gone through. Like, I haven't, you know, done that as much as many people we know, but I'm, I do, you know, go out and dance in a skirt and that means something to me. And this show is so connected to, like a, a powerful feminine energy. I, I don't know. I had a lot of feelings when I watched this show and I was not expecting it. Hell yeah. uh, so anyway, no, yeah, it was, those it are was, my thoughts. It was cool. definitely the like, oh, this is a show for girls. I'm not supposed to watch this one. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to watch Dragon Ball Z. Right. Uh, was very much like the identity that I understood growing up. And now I, you know, don't buy into any of those dichotomies uh, and think that this show completely whips and uh, really enjoyed that <laughs> at one point I was just double checking the name Sailor Galaxia, and as I as I typed it in, uh, Google suggested Sailor Galaxia versus Beerus immediately, and Beerus is the god of power for the seventh universe in Dragon Ball Z or whatever, and is like a cat god of death or something like that. And I was like, I'm really glad that this show just immediately, like Google immediately knows what I'm looking for in life right now, which is who could win a fight. Yeah. So, wanna, so my thoughts is, on this in anime broadly, uh, my relationship to anime broadly, uh, as a child, like most boys my age, I watched Pokemon, I watched Yu-Gi-Oh, I watched Digimon, I occasionally watched DBZ on Toonami, uh, but not enough to like know what was going on ever. I'd say I've definitely seen a few Sailor Moons at Wait. a young age, but don't remember <laughs> really anything from it. To not watch enough DBZ to know what's going on means you watched DBZ once an arc because every episode of DBZ does start famously with like previously on yeah. Dragon well, Ball no, Z. I might turn it on and like the show was already on, okay. and also because like battles take eight episodes in even in Kai, uh, which I'm currently watching, uh, it's never clear like what's the plot again. Um, and then, Goku needs to beat this guy. And as, a, as an adult and even as a teen, I'm pretty broadly averse to anime. Um, perhaps that's partially a cultural thing, although I enjoy a lot of other Japanese media um, and some anime films. I like Miyazaki. I like Akira. Um, and, you know, I play a lot of video games. Uh, and the Pokemon franchise is currently consuming my life once again. But... Anime broadly is sort of just on a different wavelength as a television medium uh, that I have trouble with. Uh, And I am currently watching Dragon Ball Z uh, because that sort of is a weird extreme extension of my enjoyment of like martial arts movies and stuff like that, because it's Mm. just people who are so good at martial arts that they can like manipulate energy around them and fly and (laughs) shoot energy beams at each other. And and like people are just like you haven't even seen my strongest technique and like that's yeah. basically yeah <laughs> like Literally, same stuff that I watch that's live action all the time. <laughs> Half of the series is can be described in that scene in um, Princess Bride where uh, Anigo Montoya reveals he's not left-handed and then Wesley also reveals he's not left-handed. Yes, so good. I also that's a, a very recently that, I yeah. also had a description recently that all fight anime is basically wrestling. 
um, yes. because just yeah. constantly escalating and people are like, haha, I've got you. And then someone else appears and then everyone just stares at them while they like charge and no one is <laughs> my, like, well, I should um, maybe fight practically. My favorite but, example of that, uh, just uh, on the escalation is in Gurren Lagann, which only is one season. They go from being in a robot that's about the size of an, an adult human that the character drives on, around in uh, to putting that in top of like a normal classical mech sized mm -hmm. to suddenly being like an ocean liner sized yacht to uh, ocean liner sized mech to a mech made out of the moon to a mech <laughs> the size of a universe that's throwing yes. galaxies at a being made of pure energy as well and that's only yeah. 27 episodes sure yep. um, it, yeah it, it never stops heightening no it, uh, <laughs> but to get back to what i was saying so we've already sort of drawn the the gender binary between this and dragon ball z as far as like what boys and girls grew up watching and liking but i think this is actually the female equivalent of a different show of japanese origin and that is power rangers this is power rangers for girls uh well um, and this is about teenagers with attitude uh <laughs> transforming to defeat various enemies yeah um you know the difference being that this is anime well that was live action but yes. um saban almost bought sailor moon and was going to do half cartoon half live action oh, and of God. course if that had been the case i'm pretty certain in the re research i was doing it would not have been marketed at sailor's moon because Haim hum saban Haim is a crazy saban. saban is a crazy person it would have been saban um moon like he would have put his first name on it like how <laughs> oh yeah how it how the movie that came out a few years ago was technically you know saban's power rangers uh can i talk about uh, the theme song for this show. Before, I just want to hear Matt's relationship with anime. I imagine it will not take long. Fair enough. Yeah, I just want to carry through on this. Yeah, none. Uh, I didn't watch any of the shows that you guys already brought up. I've literally, I don't think, ever seen a second of Dragon Ball Z or the Pokemon show or any of those. Uh, never Honestly interested impressive. me. Uh, yeah, like just I, as I've, a kid, they just avoided Pokemania in general. I had the Pokemon cards. Um, I just never watched the show because the show my, my relationship to TV is I think different from most of you guys in that I've never really consumed a lot of TV and like TV has never really been that important to me for most of my life. Um, That's where I'm at now actually pretty much like especially with like new TV. Yeah like I, it, it's, it's not movies. the medium that I that I'm mostly interested in. It's not the one that I'm moved by like. And that's not to say it's bad or anything. I spent a lot of time while we were watching this, like trying to find a way to talk about it. That's not just me saying that I didn't like it, which isn't even really true. It's so not for me that I neither liked it nor didn't like it. I, it was almost like trying to read really, really dense poetry or something where I'm just, <laughs> I spent the entire time trying to find a way to listen to what it was trying to tell me. And I've <laughs> never found it throughout the entire thing. That's kind of what I was expecting with this, where I was like, maybe in some world there'll be like Matt being like, actually, yeah, no, that was pretty good. The music was great. Music but, was know, great. Like, not, the visuals uh, were great. Yeah. So I I expected the, the like you having the sort of like this is so far outside of like you know it's trying to comprehend a, a Cthulhu like figure where you're like I just my brain just kind of shuts it down and Th Travis this would be felt the one like who's like looking into like a kaleidoscope it. while cool music was playing. I mean, I kind of feel somewhat the same way of, like, the show was kind of just happening in front of me for 48 minutes, mm -hmm. and then it was over, and I was like, okay. Speaking of kaleidoscopes, um, the singer 
its heart is a kaleidoscope in the in the translated Japanese version of this <laughs> song. Uh, it's so that was I, very good. Is there a vinyl pressing of the th- like the music yeah. from Sailor Moon? Yeah, dude, I would buy that. Oh it's, my God. it's got some like Mort Garson shit going on. It has like yes, uh, EMS yes. VCS three flourishes like a Doctor Who episode. Um, it's cool, like. Those are those are extremely classic, great sounds. The like kind of like pseudo '90s disco thing that happens throughout it is fucking sweet. Uh, it has these very um, like cosmic disco visuals that go along with it when we go to commercials, and I love all of those. Yes, I I am like a big fan of ad bumpers, yeah, especially ones like. I have on more than one occasion thought about starting a Twitter account that just, or like an Instagram that's just those, but I know I'd get like a DMCA. Does Western Animation like even that. do ad bumpers ever? Like, I uh, feel like would. it's just an anime thing. Lost it's much it. more anime thing. <laughs> yeah, every but, uh, show should do it. Yeah, it's so good. Also, because it's really fun when you watch on, on streaming uh, in the modern era when they you, there's no ads, so you yeah. just get the back and forth. Um, I mean, I, I, I referenced it before on on probably this podcast and just day-to-day conversation. The one I always think of is the Full Metal Alchemist one because they say Full Metal Alchemist and then it comes back, but it says it slightly differently, it feels like, when he's just like, Full <laughs> yeah. Metal Alchemist. But but Rao Rao Fight the Power is probably my Another favorite. Another iconic. Are these ones, I just the music when they hit and the visual. Yeah. And it yeah. would just be like somebody would say something and then the song would come up and I was like, is a musical moment about to happen? No, they're cutting to commercial. Incredible. <laughs> So the music in this, I think, represents a, a, a huge... So, like, there's there's constantly a discussion between subs versus dubs for these sorts of things. And Travis watched the, the, the dubs for the first episode. I don't think any of the rest of us did. Nope. Um, but... Specifically, I watched it, the Viz Media dub, which is the more recent one uh, than oh, the YTV thing that was in Canada. So, like, the character was still Usagi and not Serena or whatever. So it, it's the discussion between, you know, something that's slightly truer to to the language which you can never always get in a in a in a subtitled versus something where you can pay more attention to the visuals and not feel like you're doing work uh, at the dubs and and the 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 meaning change is so stark in the intro song because the fighting evil by moonlight finding love by daylight song is something that is in my brain it's there i've had friends that loved this show that would just like think about it and say it i watched tsunami it's it's in my brain and it will forever be in my brain i had no idea that the japanese lyrics to this song were just so vastly different than the american like it's like i'm gonna read the first the first paragraph i'm sorry if i'm not candid i I can say if it's in my dreams. My thoughts are about to short circuit. I want to see you right now. I'm just Carly about Ray to Jackson cry. Song. Moonlight. I can't call you either. Midnight. But this I have a, a simple Ray heart. Sure. What yeah. can I do? My heart is a kaleidoscope. Yeah. Now, but, and then monster chorus right after that. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's an, it's amazing. And I go, I was like, wow, like we are really missing out on some of the things now, that I, happen in these Japanese show in Japanese. I'm not going <laughs> like, to say we're missing out. Because if there's one thing I know about me, if you tell me, you're like, so what's the thing about? And you're like, so they fight evil by moonlight and they find love by daylight. I'm like, I'm in. What else yeah. do I need to know? I'm in. You know how many <laughs> things I love that are that? 
It's just <laughs> such a different energy than this than this like very like poetic like waxing the thoughts that you'd if you were like if you were like a fifteen year old girl who is just getting into poetry and love like these are the sort of things you might you might write versus versus this which is a bit like almost like I almost feel like it's two years younger. Like our, our, our version is like two years younger as far as what kids want to see, uh, in a, in a, in an, in a song. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's, it's the byproduct also just like the American, the continued American thought that, um, not only is, um, animation a genre unto itself, uh, but it's also always for kids. Yeah. Uh, That's that's interesting too. We have to dumb all of this down. You know. But I, I will say about the American anime is always for kids. I do kind of like that. that, that I'm more comfortable with that idea of only from the standpoint of the protagonists always being 13. Like, it's like, okay, well, if the protagonists are 13, then yeah, maybe this should be for kids because otherwise, I mean, if they're going to appear, you know, nude. we've got to. Right, because otherwise, if we, because like, if I'm a 12 year old and I'm seeing this nude 14 year old girl, it was non-sexualized nudity where she was done up like a Barbie doll. We're gonna get to that later. I want to talk about that as well. I have a lot of notes about non-sexualized nudity. Um, You Puritans. I already knew that there. In my notes, it is we're gonna have an extended conversation about American Puritan puritanical belief, and then I wrote in parentheses, "Is Lola Bunny gonna come up?" (laughs) <laughs> well, you just brought her up, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in this instance. I'm talking about anime as a whole, and not Sailor Moon, yeah. because there is a lot yeah. of sexualizing of of young girls oh, in absolutely. anime as a whole. Um, but they like to make them hundred year old secretly dragons. I'm looking at you, Fire Emblem. <laughs> so, Crybaby Usagi's magnificent transformation. I have one other thing I want to say right before we get into this. Which okay. Is just, I think I think we need to talk about a little bit more across all shows. Is just the, sort of like the creation. And with Sailor Moon, it's really easy to talk about just because it's a work of a manga and it's one artist who created this. So I just, you know, like it's, you know, it's it's a classical thing with, with all anime is that they're actually just mangas that get adapted and then usually overtake at some point. And just uh, Naoko uh, Takechi, uh, uh, who worked as a shrine maiden and went to a high school where she wore a sailor uniform and joined the astrology and manga clubs. Uh, I can't. I, that doesn't show at all in this work, though. None of those influences, not at all. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, fun fact with her, though, that I learned um, is that she is married to Yoshihiro Togashi, who is one of the few. I think the term is like mangaka, who made more than one, like super successful series, which is increasingly kind of a rarity because he made both Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter X Hunter, which we like to joke about on this podcast without ever seeing. Mostly because yeah, NFL players love Hunter X Hunter. Hunter, X Hunter. I will never and see I did him. not realize that this was like the create like there was a power couple. I might watch uh, it for this show, to be honest. Like yeah. <laughs> an um, intro and the end. And of then that. like a longtime director for this would go on to make Revolutionary Girl Utena, which is a sort of canonical queer anime that was like what what things that the person wanted to do with this show and then was not able to and went off and did uh, on their own. Uh, and I just think that's all great and important. And this show was a fucking phenomenon. Uh, it was gigantic and huge and still is like a gigantic cultural touchstone. There's a really easy argument to make for Sailor Moon as the most famous female superhero on the planet. Uh, considering the, <laughs> the number of sales, like, you know, that it is a more recognizable figure than, than Wonder, know, Woman? Wonder Woman. Yeah, that like it's just a gigantic Titanic figure. I mean... In, in perspective, that this show was a hit in Korea where there's a strong anti-Japanese sentiment. And originally mm, huh. they were like, well, we're not going to touch it. And then someone was like, no, I'm going to bid on this and put it. And then it was just a phenomenon there. 
as it was, you know, all over the world. And is, you know, a, it is, it and Dragon Ball Z are really important to American releases, but I think Sailor Moon has the longer lasting legacy in like Western animation of being an influence for shows like. Oh, God. Um, it's so influential. You see and, the. Yeah, geez. Um, uh, uh, Steven Universe is extremely Sailor Moonish. Like, I think it has just a, a really long. Like, it was an important thing. I uh, determined that I was going to like the show when I watched uh, Neo Yokio, the um, Ezra Koenig anime for Netflix that featured Desus and Miro and Jaden Smith and has the second episode where a character named Sailor Pellegrino, who looks like Sailor Moon but speaks like Holly Hunter, steals uh, the Damien Hurst diamond-encrusted skull. And it's really just a, a Taylor Swift, like, yes. stand-in. And I was like, this was made for me. But yes, Crybaby Usagi, the premiere uh, Crybaby Usagi's beautiful transformation. What an episode! Magnificent. Title. <laughs> I I love both of the episode titles. I was excited to just see the rest. Is that is, is massive episode titles an anime specific thing or just this and Dragon Ball? Uh, oh, both have no, really they're all. Ones. I mean, there are some that'll have short ones, but I feel like all of like a lot of the ones I love. It's just like you know, here's a full sentence. It's like a Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco album. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think of them like Balsa Goth songs, but that's very me. So we start out with we start out with Usagi describing herself, uh, and she talks about how she's a bit of a crybaby and she's not a good student. And uh, I, I love just the use of word crybaby. I don't know why. I think it's a word that should be used more often because it's just a fun word. And also calling yourself a crybaby is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, not something yeah. you hear very often. I'm, yeah, a, no. I'm a huge whiny bitch. That's yeah. uh, me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, in, I, I'm in high school, and I am uh, the biggest wimp in the world. <laughs> I'm kind of dumb, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm bad sweet. At school. Like, definitely, like, the type of person, like, I would absolutely hang out now is the person who describes themselves as, like, oh, I'm just a dumb crybaby. Yeah, Sailor Moon now, yeah, so Sailor Moon now would be a, a 29-year-old Twitter person who calls herself a bimbo all the time. Uh, <laughs> 30,000 followers, you have no idea what they do. <laughs> yeah. So, sh- so she goes outside after after forgetting her lunch and not waking up on time, and we are immediately told that she has a good heart because she tries to stop kids from beating up a cat? From yeah. putting a Band-Aid on a cat that has a bald spot. It, what's going on? The classic on? kids move. <laughs> the classic Japanese delinquent move. But it kind of looks like after putting on cat. the bandage, it looks like the, after putting on the bandage, they're like beating the shit out of the cat, or like at least torturing it in some way. So then she takes the she takes the bandage off the cat and the cat does a backflip and stares her in the eyes and just like uh, a bald spot shaped like a moon and then and then Sailor Ma- Moon effectively says something that I can I can summarize as I don't have time for this backflipping cat <laughs> which is something I will never say or think ever doesn't fucking matter I always have time for the backflipping yeah cat. <laughs> if you're if a cat does a backflip in front of you your day your whole schedule is being moved yeah even if you don't suspect that it's supernatural in some way it's like oh dude it doesn't matter I, do it again I, please do it again yeah I gotta <laughs> I gotta send a video of this to Ian right now yeah at the very least the cat does the backflip and you're like can you do that again i need to get like a hundred thousand retweets today you know haters will say it's faked but this cat did a backflip <laughs> just a video of the cat not doing a backflip <laughs> <laughs> this cat literally just did a backflip in front of me i swear to god this cat did a backflip and spoke to me <laughs> so then she goes to um 
by the arcade where she sees Sailor V uh, and the Sailor V game, who is supposedly this superhero that stops robbers. I don't know how she intermingles with the rest of this show at all. Is that no Sailor Venus? I have no clue. I also I will, don't know. Uh, listen, give me a couple weeks and I will report back. But yeah. as of right now, I have no clue. I had to my, physically my assumption myself. was that she was Sailor. That was short for Venus. I think she's Sailor so Venus, and I we, know, we, she meets her later. That's I know my that guess. Sailor Moon was originally pitched as being called Sailor V. I have no idea. Oh, that's mm. cute. Yeah, uh, and instead they decided on um, Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon, which then becomes like Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Uh, that's that's the thing we definitely lose in the translation is that it's not just that she's Sailor Moon; it's that she's like Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. But we're going to talk about soldiers later because I bet Stephen and I have a lot to say about that part. Pretty soldiers. What is this? A movie a show about the IDF? Anyway, <laughs> folks. <laughs> oh boy. I don't understand the truth. <laughs> I don't is get that, it. Sorry. There's a lot of hot as, there's a lot of hot Israelis. That is You know, uh, like Oh, you know, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yep, like, got it. Like, nope, got it. You know, back to Wonder Woman. Uh, X member yeah. of the IDF. Speaking of hot Israeli people, one of my wilder friends has accidentally found herself living in a mansion uh, as a third part of a thruple with an Israeli guy who played the stock market in Guatemala. So I don't know. Uh, Are any of these people CIA? <laughs> As far as you know, all three. All three as far of them as I, probably as are. As far as I know, I don't know. I They're at be. least all assets. <laughs> Maybe it's like one's a handler, one's an asset. You know, uh, one's a, one's X in the field. She's a handler. He's an ass. <laughs> and they live together too, yeah. in a house <laughs> in Guatemala. <laughs> we got to call CVS right now. We got to get off this podcast. TM, TM, TM. What are we calling? <laughs> so Usagi gets to school late and uh, and then gets kicked out of the room by her teacher for being late again. And then and she starts 30 on a test. And well, yes, and she got a thirty on an English test, and then uh, there's an, it, it, just cultural differences. She gets called out for being a girl and eating lunch early, which is interesting. It's like not just you're eating lunch early; you're a girl and you're eating lunch early. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, they there's so they yeah they just talk about like a jewelry store like being foiled by Sailor V, um, and then it's like uh, one of her friends uh, is just like, oh well, my mom's jewelry store is having a big sale. And they're like, yeah, let's go um, when school's over. Nothing weird's going to be happening at that jewelry store. And then, and then we get the camera, we get the camera, camera descending. <laughs> and whatever, you know what I'm saying. No, I, I, There's a descent. How would you describe that? Like, we pan yeah. down. I mean, yeah, obviously, no, it's not a camera, but like. Can I quickly note, since it's the title of the show, how much As You Know happens in this first episode? Oh, Dude, incredible. Uh, Every single character, it's like, hello, my brother. You are in my home while my mother is serving me breakfast. Yeah. yeah. When the brother, yeah, when she, when she turns around after the brother, like, calls her, like, stupid or whatever, she's like, but you're supposed to be my brother. Hello, you are my, my best younger friend. brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's my best friend. And then she's like, well, my mom owns a jewelry store, and they're having a big sale today. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, there, well, that, I, honestly, for this show, it's perfect because everything just gets laid out for me. Like, it's <laughs> like, okay, I get it. And then, like, even in the finale, like, while they're fighting, they tell me all the plot that I missed. Like, obviously not all of it, but, like, a decent chunk of it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I can deal with that. So Queen Beryl, who looks a lot like 
Uh, who, what's Sailor Moon's best friend's name? What's Usagi's best friend's name? I already have that. Uh, there's uh, Naru and Gurio. Naru. Okay. Gurio's the dude with the glasses. The spiral that look, eyes. Yeah, that, he looks like he's wearing glasses he bought out of the back of a comic book that would let him see through clothes. Yeah, he's the one who taunts her because he got a 95, and then he talks about how he didn't even really try that hard. Because Great character. It, it makes the quizzes more of a challenge to not I try bet, that hard. I bet he gets turned to evil at some point for a while. For a like, minute, maybe, gets, but I'd I say... He gets, I bet he gets brainwashed. Oh, yeah. He, remind, he, was, he was very Dexter's Lab to me. I don't know. Something about him reminded me of Dexter's Lab. So we, 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 sh- we like pan down along what I can only describe as the spine of the earth to this, this person who lives in a cave with a skull face as the only piece of decoration because we... Damn bitch, you live like this. How do if they we, get if we, a drawing of my house? <laughs> <laughs> because, because if we didn't know they were evil by the music... And what they're talking about, and the fact that they live underground, we needed them to be sitting in front of what looked like a dragon skull. Um, Wouldn't you show it off if you had one? That's just expression of joy, dude. I do like. I do. It is really nice to know that Matt, uh, his ideal interior space is Skeletor's keep, (laughs) (laughs) but with windows. That's all. That's all I need to add. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the Starbucks from The Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> so she's talking to some man who's clearly one of her underlings who has a, an underling who is a monster called Morga who is either pretending to be uh, Naru's mom or has been Naru's mom the whole time. Is I was pretending to be. Because yeah, she's like, I'm not your mother. She specifically yeah. says, I'm not your mother. And you're like, oh my god, okay. she killed her mother. And then she's like, your mother is chained up in the basement, and I'm going to kill you in front of her. And it's like, okay, they really wanted to establish that she's okay. Um, we love a sale. They love a sale. She's like, I'm going to sell you this ring that's normally an amount of yen that doesn't mean anything to me, but I'll sell it to you for like one twentieth of the price, which is an amount of yen that doesn't mean anything to me. And that's a really good deal. But Sailor Moon still doesn't have the money and can't ask her parents for it. Anyway, they try to uh, an o- o- a woman hears about the deal and tries to get the money, and they end up not getting it. Usagi goes home. There's a really good scene where she's like, "Hey, I ran into your friend Spiral Glasses. He got a good grade. I assume you did as well." Ha ha. And then there's like, I really did love this. Her just like, um, well, <laughs> about you that. see, well, and then anyway, her she mom gets kicked her out, out of the house. Again, they use the word again. This is the thing that happens Constantly frequently. Kicked out for bad grades. Kicked out of the Just house. Leave, sleep on the street. Except she gets back. She's back in her room by the end of the I, evening. I, so. At least, she at least like, she lets her back in the house before sight. nighttime. Yeah. yeah. She uh, Sailor V kicks the door as she shouts, and then doesn't do anything when that happens. So, every suggested Facebook friend I have, Luna, uh, <laughs> meets uh, Usagi in her room. Explains to her that she is. Um, something, some kind of uh, princess power. Well, important, before we get to important, rep- important representation from Usagi, who looks at the task in front of her, in this case, homework, yes. and is like, I don't yes. want to do this. I'm going to take a nap instead. Again, yes. yes, she is a Twitter icon. She's never, yeah, she literally, she hit, learned no retweets. lessons. She's just getting 20,000 retweets because she calls, you know, she'll call somebody a binge. Weepy, weepy, horny beard guy. Oh my God, Usagi. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Thrown it back. We we get we get Luna explaining to her some lore that she is she like and to her credit she doesn't really believe it but she's super into it I love that I love the like I'm going crazy but this is awesome right now so I'd love to be this powerful like sailor scout whatever sailor like whatever name it is sailor star uh, this rules and then Luna makes and her more say, importantly you got a new outfit <laughs> yeah then, no, if if my cat she, looked at me and was like here's a brooch. Say moon prism power makeup. I'd be like, sure, fuck it. What do I got to lose? Let's <laughs> so fucking moon, go. Moon prism and then a power. Full minute of me like spinning around and changing, and uh, perfect. Moon prism power makeup was definitely a sexual awakening for me. <laughs> There's no no way around that. <laughs> uh, Hell yes. Let's get into the deep personal lore. No, I mean, I mean. I mean, it was, it was uh, like, so America is really squeamish around nudity. This, this show presents nudity in an outrageously non-sexual way. There's like, there's like very little sexuality with the, with the nudity, especially in the finale. And Hey, you're going to change clothes. You're going to have to take clothes off. In this case, it happened via magic. Yeah, but but you never saw that shit in American cartoons. It, it, it was I was like, what is this? Um, part of the reason why I wanted to watch that show, and another part of the reason I didn't want my parents to know that I was watching that show because uh, I I didn't know what my mom. Would That's say a great one for parents. To, yeah, stumble on and be like, what the hell is this? Like, why yeah. is there, why I, is I there wish I had watched this girl. just to freak my parents out. Like I would have <laughs> yeah. put it on just to make them confused. But yeah, but like the nudity is like like cherubic, like it's it, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be really good though, Matt, yeah. if they kept walking in during other scenes. I mean, any like, any of it. Always... If, they, if I had been watching mm, okay. any of this, my parents would have thought I had gone through such a drastic transformation as a guy. They're only they're only ever just walking in during scenes with tuxedo mask, and they're just like, yeah, he really likes. I don't it's like. I guess like a Zorro character or something like that. I yeah. Tuxedo Mask is awesome, especially because he's not that helpful. He is uh, canonically supposed to not be helpful so yeah. as to not take away from the main characters Spectacular. the empowered women. Spectacular. <laughs> Spectacular. He's there to make the women who are who have the real power feel better about themselves and be he's, like, yeah. Tuxedo, tuxedo mask. mask posing in the elevator with the phone that was like, in, <laughs> you know. Tuxedo Mask, the, the original guy. male feminist. Yeah. So she realizes that she has the power to hear all of the people in need and realizes that one of those people is her best friend, uh, which is what convinces her to go to the jewelry store, even though she doesn't believe that she has any power to do anything. Uh, um, yeah, she's, she's like, I am a guardian for love and justice. And it's like, <laughs> I can hear all of the problems people are having. I'm completely overwhelmed. I'll start weeping again, which is perfect. Because, yes. like, you know, it's like, you know, the American hero gets, like, mad and angry when they can hear everything. And Usagi just is like, no, I'm just, the tear ducts are just flowing. Uh, oh, oh man. I, the best as-you-know moment is where is where Queen Beryl is talking to, I think his name is, like, Jadeite. And he's like, yeah. yes, you've given the task to me, Jadeite. And my monster, Morga, who I'll show <laughs> you right now, is, is doing the plan. <laughs> he, he literally says his own name out loud. Pl- right. <laughs> The, and the plan is women be shopping and we're going to take advantage of that. 
I couldn't tell if the show was extremely materialist or extremely anti-materialist in its message. Because so much does revolve around like outfits and jewelry and stuff. And then in this, it was just like, these people are so addicted to shopping, their life force is draining uh, from this jewelry. It is really... I'd I'd say it's anti-materialist. I love love when uh, Usagi's at the jewelry, like, at the store for the jewelry. And then it's just like, wait, I already spent all of my allowance. I don't have any money. Yeah. She's yeah. looking at all this stuff and it's like, oh, that's great. Wait, no, I'm I'm broke as shit right now. What was I thinking? Oh, man. And at one point, she literally says out loud, uh, with the homework thing, she literally says out loud, it's so good that I can fall asleep at a time like this. <laughs> An icon. An absolute icon. Seen, what like, the a image, fucking thing. <laughs> I've seen like, the image of her where it's just like, I'm the pretty soldier Sailor Moon who has now eaten a rice ball and is ready to fight. Which is another thing I deeply understand. Does she say that out loud? It's like that's what the dialogue was subtitled. Uh, I haven't watched that one yet. Spectacular. Specifically, like, I have eaten a rice ball and now I am ready. (laughs) I've had a snack. Let's play baseball. So she... So she so she goes there. The monster Morga takes all of the all the women who have jewelry, makes them zombies, sends them at Sailor Moon, and to combat it, Sailor Moon cries again. Uh, <laughs> which which is so good. Luna is sitting there the whole time, being like, "You have to fight. I know who you are. You're I don't know an alien spirit of love and justice. You have to fight back. You will win if you fight." And she's like, "This is too much. I can't handle this." on this relationship based entirely off of one episode is it is the female equivalent of Finn and Jake from uh, Adventure Adventure Time, Time. where it's just the, like, the different ways of reacting uh, to this and then being told that they have to, like, actually do the thing. Uh, yeah, those are, they, they, it's the male ego versus the female ego. Uh, it's They're almost very like similar f- characters. It's almost like Finn and Jake as one person and then Princess Bubblegum as the cat. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like, guys, guys, this ma- you know, we have to do something. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what my power set is. I don't know what I can do. I've just been told of a superhero <laughs> 10 minutes ago. And I'm here, and I'm now no description. And no description. Just kind. say some cryptic words that you're told seconds before you have to say yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, no no interrogation of like, so wait, can I say anything and it'll do magic? It's honestly very video it's... game logic, I guess. Like, it'll throw you in with a with an enemy Tutorial that will level, yeah. teach you which powers you're supposed to use on which things. Yeah, and Luna's basically like, press B, A, B again, and then... Yeah. Usagi, <laughs> right, will, yeah. Usagi you this. just got the tiara in this level. You're supposed to use the tiara to beat this boss. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but before she does that, uh, tuxedo mask shows up in the window announces like a himself video game. he's like the owl from ocarina he's throws just like oh, i have answers but i won't tell you anything we forgot to talk about uh, yeah we didn't talk about how gnarly morga is when she turns around and does her head uh, 180 oh, that degrees fucking <laughs> cool shit cool yeah. monster design too like the fading away and revealing like the wicked like yeah. weird alien creature yeah and yeah, yeah. The, the turning the head around and just being like i see you and then like turning the body around afterwards you're like this would be fucked up to see if it was like, yeah, you know. Yeah, but Stephen gets into his tuxedo I, I mask's thought, entrance. I thought this person was my friend's mom, and now they're turning their head around <laughs> 180 degrees. And, and I have to kill them. I Yeah, I'm supposed to kill them, and I With don't know how powers. to do that. I have to kill? I, I, <laughs> I have to kill it, now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm, so, I'm a 14-year-old crybaby, and now you're asking me to kill. <laughs> the loss and, of innocence of Usagi. That's what this episode... <laughs> it was originally titled, of course. So 
Morga's about to punch her, and there's a classic cartoon or anime thing where a knife hits the ground, which doesn't have to stop the monster from punching her at all. Like, there's just a knife hit a ground, hit the ground, and he, she's like, who threw the knife? And then she stops to turn around. Tuxedo Mask is like, it is I, Tuxedo Mask. And then... Tuxedo and Mask. Then, I do love any time in, in fiction where a character says their name, like they're all supposed to already know that name. Which is That's how you establish great... yourself if you're a superhero, is yeah, you make I mean, it sound like you already are. Yeah. It's used to great effect in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy the first time he's like, you know, Star-Lord. And the people are like, who? What? You sound like an idiot. Uh, yeah. You know, playing off of all of this. But, you know, and then you get the unironic versions of that in here where it's just like, I am Tuxedo Mask standing. And you're like, is there a breeze? This cape doesn't seem to be operating in normal, you know, physics. So then she cries so loud that all the all the... Zombies says, and the he doubles down on the like crying won't solve everything and then it does and then it does <laughs> well it starts to it helps and then Luna's like okay we've got him on we've got him on the defensive now I need you to say moon tiara action and throw your tiara and she's like what <laughs> uh, and at one point I don't know I don't know when she says it and I don't remember if Luna makes her say it but at one point she says in the name of the moon I will punish you which. <laughs> Oh, God. Spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) And then she throws the tiara, saves the day, you know. Yeah. It Uh, rules. It fucking rules. I was amped as shit. I kept getting amped up uh, at various points in the show because I love a transformation. I love it. Love it. You know, I mean, this is a classical magical girl anime. Kind of reignites a second wave of those because they had had lulled. um, You know, and I mean, it's, it's one of the classic genres. Uh, it's been pointed out that the manga itself is a bit more like classically like I think it's shoujo is the girl focused one while the anime the anime has more uh, shonen influences as well and makes it like more action in there and I was pumped for all of that uh, this rules oh and then yeah at the end of the episode she's just like they're all talking about what happened in class like the next day and they ask her for, yeah they ask her her opinion she's like oh too tired no 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 no. And you're just like, wow, yeah, an icon through and through. They're all like, they're all like, yeah. I had this crazy dream where uh, I got turned into a zombie, and then a sailor person came and saved us. And uh, and they're like, wow, I had that dream too. And then yeah, she's asleep. And it's it's perfect. It rules. I love it. I loved. The, I I mean, I was bought in from the go. I really liked. So there was, you know, I wasn't watching the highest quality because it was what I was able to find within the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, so it was like, okay, well, it's still, I had this sort of expectation of what I was going to be getting animation wise, uh, based on like Dragon Ball Z specifically being a sort of other touchdown on this, with, uh, uh, you know, the other side of the coin where I was like, I'm expecting it's going to be like some serious off model stuff. Uh, and you know a lot of these recycled backgrounds, and I was really impressed with like the background work specifically. It reminded me a lot of the Ghibli movie uh, Only Yesterday, where it's like not everything is like it seemingly like completed. There's a sort of like dreamlike background painterly quality where it's like lots of white in the background. When you're just like, I think there should be trees or something here, but you've just made this just wonderful sort of image. And then like the transformation sequence and the theme are just like fucking balls to the wall dope as hell like great animation through and through like insane backgrounds that would just be you know like yeah we're gonna we're gonna uh, you know put this all out there uh, I know that Toei which did the animation for this 
you know, is a giant animator studio mm-hmm. and like for a while was like going through so much paint that they were make, manufacturing their own paint. So they had their own colors oh that they wow. could use, which is great. Uh, so yeah, uh, shit rocked. Loved it. Big fan. Going to watch all the episodes. Uh, it's going to be a real easy, breezy 200 episodes to watch, especially since it's all 20 minutes. Uh, so Steven, I think, has also bought in. I don't know. If I have bought all, in. But... I don't know if I'm going to watch them all or not. I'll certainly watch some. I don't know if I have the wherewithal for 200 right now, especially because I just got a job. Hey, I just got a job, listeners. Um, <laughs> isn't that exciting? Uh, listeners, drop a congrats, Steven, in the chat. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, I definitely will watch more than those episodes, and and was had a lot of thoughts and feelings in a positive direction about the ones I watched. So there's that. Yeah, Travis, what did, what, did you, what were your feelings? Uh, no, uh, if you th- if you think DBZ is a gateway anime to me, um, this is not the gate that it has opened. <laughs> has it has it closed the gate? Some, in fact. Yes. <laughs> that was that was the worry. That was the worry. Travis was like, no, it's. It's the Indiana Jones style where, like, it's now going down. It's like, he can maybe fit under. We can still do it, but it's getting a little bit more perilous. Uh, Matt, uh, mm-hmm. you uh, also probably were just like, ah, no. Here's what I'll say. I would love to watch a compilation of images from this with the sound off listening to a yes record in the background. Yes, okay. I would absolutely oh, yeah. do that. Otherwise, absolutely no interest in ever seeing any more of you this. You could spend... That's- yeah. You know what? Like, I, I don't do drugs, but I feel like doing some form of psych- psychedelic drug and listening to Tales from Topographic Oceans and just watching transformation sequences would probably be a good night. Yeah. I realize now I've definitely seen some animated frames. Uh, I had said before that I had never really, other than like you know a classic GIF or something from the show, I bet I've definitely seen some because of the YouTube trend of slowed reverb covers or yeah. versions of songs, if you're familiar yeah, with this. Yeah. And they all are just anime... Uh, images and I love to just throw those on because I find them very silly. Uh, and so I bet I've seen, yeah, just like you know, Sailor Moon crying as like a slowed down reverb soaked version of like M79 by Vampire Weekend. Yes, yeah. that's that's what to me it would be for. I don't know. I, right I I'm, tra- I'm trying not to like this. have like I, I, I don't have a lot of negative feelings about this, yeah. I just have an absence of feelings about this. In a way that I am not I, used to. I took them all. I have so many feelings. I took, <laughs> I took yours. So, the finale. Usagi's yeah. love. The I moonlight took, illuminates I, the galaxy. I, t- I took one note on this finale, which was, not really sure what happened here. I took a billion <laughs> notes. <laughs> I fucking love this. Like, I, 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 was, I was really like, I can't believe they changed the iconic intro. I love this intro. <laughs> this I intro's so love good. This I intro. Bet, I bet they had a different intro every season. I bet they had multiple intros. They didn't. They didn't. I Googled it. Oh. Uh, the same well. one for four seasons and then the Sailor mm. Star intro for season five. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, technically this is, what was it, Sailor Moon Superstar? What is that? Um, because the seasons, in they all break down and have, like, a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's in, very in case normal there are for anime, you know, knowledgeable folks, can you explain why we chose this one as the finale um yeah because uh because it is one continuous thing it's like it's less like sailor moon ended at the end of the first season and it's more just like you know it's like oh well it's it's the sort of like we've named each of these seasons in a different way okay 
but it is one cohesive but, thing but, that but, is but happening. But everything so, that happened in the last season happened in this story. Like, yeah, we're, right. we're still telling the same story. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, there, and, there's some interesting stuff about the syndication of this one. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, well, what I was going to say is, and the other thing, too, is in America, I mean, this season actually did not uh, air in America, I, right. I believe, for at least a long time, but it was released. But in all of the American releases, they just do away with all of that, and it's just Sailor Moon all the way through. Okay. It's just in the original. They're just like, yeah, here's what this season was called, which would be like, I mean, there's definitely Sailor American. Moon The Return. Well, yeah, it, uh, I, I don't even think that's the right equivalent. It'd just be, there's definitely probably some American thing where they would keep the closest. That's the closest I can think of. <laughs> yeah, the only things I can think of are anthology series. Um, yeah, I guess you're right on that. But I think I think there is stuff, but I, yeah, I can't think of any. Archer. Oh, uh, when they well, that would be even Archer sort of became like a weird anthology almost. But then it reveals that that's all part of the same thing. Uh, okay, I stopped yeah. after like season seven. I did. I stopped as well. But yeah, where Archer would have different sub seasons, and then it's revealed that like Archer's been in a coma for most of those seasons, yeah. and that was what was happening. I think so. Yeah, where yeah, it was you know Archer in space or whatever stuff was happening. But yeah, no, the syndication, this was like the type of show where, yeah, it was like airing on like UPN at like in the morning for a while and it would vary in markets. And then like what happened to it is that it got on the Toonami block and then, you know, like takes off in America because, you know, you get you get Tom out there in a spaceship telling us about cool cartoons. God, Tom in the spaceship was so cool. I looked forward to that more than the show. Debuting Daft Punk videos, randomly throwing a video game review in there. It's so like, like it's. So much of Stephen and I, it can specifically be traced back to Tom. Yeah, God, it's so cool. Which is why it's extra uh, weird that you hadn't seen this before. Yeah, um, it is. It is because uh, it was. It was the, just the like, oh, that's the thing for girls. And then so instead, I was like, well, Tom's going to talk about the cool shows that you can watch if you stay up late that are uncut. Um, and then I would watch, like, I would you know stay up and watch like a Cowboy Bebop Inuyasha. episode as a child. <laughs> Inuyasha, of course. Inuyasha is always on uh, Cartoon Network after midnight, yep. is my understanding. Yep. Uh, oh man, those 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 Halcyon days where you would watch the the Adult Swim block, and then they would start re-airing what had earlier aired in the Adult Swim block because they didn't have enough programming to fill yes. it up. Yes, yes, I do. It remember was also that. it was also great because Tom was voiced by Stephen Bloom, who is the voice of Spike Spiegel, and in addition to other countless anime voices, but that's his iconic role. So it would just be Tom introducing Cowboy Bebop, and then you'd watch Cowboy Bebop, and you'd hear Tom. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, but that's pretty cool. All right, let's start with this finale. So Sailor Moon is some sort of alien of some sort. Um, <laughs> this is the most... I mean, we've, we've watched finales, you know, we're, we're a few of the... This was the most... Oh boy, a lot happened. We, we missed huh? Well, like, clearly this I was like imagined. mid. Yeah, like clearly this, there was a battle happening, and we're in the middle of yes. it when this episode yes. starts. The Earth Correct. is destroyed. It looks yeah. like. Yes, like, it this does looks look like, like that. This looks like Evangelion. Like the sky it's, is blood red. It seems like the other sailor stars are dead. Like, yeah. like that's they're talking sure they as are. if. Yeah, as if all of the sailor stars are dead. Yeah, I'm like, I who said, are these um, people who are wearing black? There's something yeah. about watching an animated show, especially one that had 200 episodes, that it's just like truly anything could have happened. Like even more <laughs> than a live action show, yeah, they yeah. they yeah. they destroyed the earth, anything. and like they could sh- they could show things post destruction of Earth and still have it make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, I mean, we open and there's a bright pink light emanating from Sailor Chibi Chibi, which okay, okay, I wrote Sailor Chibi. Before I heard her name, and then 
And then when we learned that Sailor Chibi is Sailor Galaxia's wish in the form of a sword or something, uh, I was like, oh my God, they actually call her Chibi Chibi. Like, I, like I wrote that down before. I was like, that's so wild. They just called her the name of the style of the cartoon. Imagine existing in a world where a character pops up and you start to call her by the name of the art style that she has drawn in. Like that'd be like if somebody showed up and for some reason I had a new friend that was human but cell shaded and I called him cell shady. Like that is what is happening <laughs> here. Well, I mean I would call my friend cell shady if he was up. the only cell shaded person I'd ever knew. <laughs> Chibi uh, Chibi is a is the personification of a wish of Sailor Galaxia. She's like a crystal that's a person? Fill the world with hope. And then she turns herself into a sword so that Sailor Moon can fight the the body of Sailor Galaxia that has been corrupted by personified chaos. Hell yeah, Am buddy. I, does that I all do, sound I right? do that for you the guys. The only thing you're missing is uh, the great moment where Sailor Moon uh, suddenly puts on a wedding dress and then has a sword. Oh, and, God. And I'm like, yeah. Let's fucking party this year because it's like, oh, she's turned into a wedding dress, and you're like, okay, so we're gonna do some traditional femininity, and then the voice is like, and take this giant sword, and I'm just like, hell fucking yeah, they so gave she her gets- a cute dress and a sword. Let's fucking party. Yeah, she gets, she get, she. The light of hope is uh, is what turns her into that. It looks like Sailor Moon is on a Victoria's Secret runway, and it's basically an elegant dress and a giant sword, which is amazing. It, it, this is the origin point of give blank a sword to me canonically. Remember when that yeah. was a huge thing for yeah. a while? Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah give Carly Rejects him a sword. Right. And then they did. And then someone gave Phoebe Bridgers a sword. Then it became Gundam later. Well, yeah, it's, it's let Ilan Omar drive a Gundam <laughs> or pilot a Gundam, which does kind of deeply misunderstand Gundam, but we'll get to that on the Gundam episode. My favorite part of this episode, and, and something that I, I wrote, I assume this happens a lot in the show, is is like, so so I was expecting to see a different Sailor Moon in this episode, like a more confident, less reluctant Sailor Moon, and I didn't no. get it. And I love that I didn't get it, which is spectacular. It's like, it's like suddenly she's there and she's like, what am I doing here? Suddenly she's in like the most elegant a- outfit with a sword as large as her very long body. And she's like, fuck, I still don't want to do this. And at one point, the villain goes, you're going to try to use the, the, the wish of, of Galaxia in the form of a sword to destroy the chaos inside me? It won't work. And she's like, I was never going to do that. I don't even no. fucking know what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, it's like so much of the show is probably the villains explaining to Sailor Moon what she should be trying to do. Like, I, I, that was such, such a good thing. ass backwards into killing them. Yes, it's spectacular. Like, I, it's all like a, great, villain, a great metaphor for it's adolescence. Like Scooby-Doo. So, yeah. It's like Scooby-Doo in, in some way. The villain it's like, is pointing a sword at her saying, I will take control of the entire Milky Way. And Sailor Moon is crying. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do any of this. I just want, I just want to, I literally want to. I want, want a to rice ball hold, and I want to kiss that boy. Yeah, I want to eat and hug a boy and sleep. That's all I really want out of life. Um, so... So this episode, I really liked. I really liked what this did, right? Because it, I really like what this show did 
because normally, right, you've got this, you've got this, okay, not all that special person who ha- there's some light inside them and, and someone or something, some mechanism lets them know that they're so- in some way chosen and then they have to rise to, the, to whatever is inside them that made them chosen to defeat whatever grand enemy they have. And this, en- this show does that, but not quite. And in Sailor Moon is reluctant to fight. And that's what this episode is about. And to me, the whole point is she was chosen because she was reluctant to fight. She was given all of these powers. All like she's the only person on earth who given all of the powers, all of the extreme power in the world is still like, I still don't want to fucking fight. Even though you've destroyed the world, like this sucks. I don't want this at uh, all. This is this is definitely a characterization that I love in media, but in real life I would get deeply annoyed. Where I'm like, you right. have the power! Wield right. it! Right. Yeah, but it's yeah, like Joe but it's fucking like, Biden, it, dude. Yeah, if, yeah. But if, <laughs> how dare you? How fucking dare you? Even though that is exactly what I thought of when I said <laughs> you have the power, wield it. I didn't want to vocalize it, but hundred percent that was what exactly, yeah. Right, but it's like but Sailor it's like, Moon in the Senate. But it's the opposite so, of that because she would never drop bombs on Syria because she's the opposite of that. So it's like she, he, like President Sailor Moon would never <laughs> drop bombs on Syria. <laughs> yeah, President Sailor Moon believes in a living wage for all people. You uh, get that. And also she believes, does. She does. She you, believes that. She believes that. If if you want to wake up, eat, kiss your boy, and fall back asleep, and have that be your whole life, that's valid. Usagi was chosen as Sailor Moon because she is the person who would be the least corrupted by the power that she wielded. So while you talk about uh, that's a tr- definitely a trope that I, I do, I, I also love, and I respect. I think it's a really great way to handle these things, uh, especially because like you need to, when you're talking about things like these sort of these shows, they they often have to be a power fantasy, but at the same time they need to reject that power fantasy, right. and it's a weird tightrope that they have to walk because otherwise you wind up with things where you really start to think about, like, the bizarre implications of these characters as, like, you know, international police forces uh, or whatever. What I love that is a trope that appears, this is a universal thing. I think I've actually already said before on some podcast, I fucking love when a sword is a person. I fucking yeah. love that shit every <laughs> fucking time it happens. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, good. here's a sword, it's actually a person. And I'm like, fuck yes. Don't care. Are they cursed? Do they turn into the sword? Is it just a sword that talks? Doesn't matter. Love that shit. Always will love that shit. Had no idea necessarily what was going on with this long-haired ombre, uh, the, the, the ombre-haired woman standing in a field of flowers that are crystals. As she's like talking with her back. Was that to not Galaxia? Like, it, I, like, I mean, I would, I would later figure out that this is. But at the okay. start, where she's saying all these things, and then she's just like, "Here's a sword. It's chibi chibi." And I'm like, "Fuck yes, it is. <laughs> oh, let's fucking go." It was 11:30 last night, and I was amped as shit. Just like she is gonna cut this person in half, and then she's like, "I don't actually want to fight you." And I was like, "Even fucking better." <laughs> and then she like accidentally stabs her. She's like. Well, yeah. So, well, first, there's a lot that happens in between. Yeah. We learn about there's a lot of exposition that happens during the fight, uh, but we've probably already known some of these things. But it's good for me. So it seems like the sailor wars have been happening in some sort of cycle forever. There's some destructive wars between groups of sailor stars, uh, and 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 Sailor Moon wants them ended. Um, I can only ca- imagine that chaos is yeah, like some primordial entity that has been corrupting right. since right. the beginning of time. Yeah. And yeah, it was like Galaxy is like the greatest of the sailors, you know, because it's that classic anime fucking 
trope of just like the greatest of us falls, which dates back to things yeah, beyond you, even you, anime. You, you like that's when you from become, Greek fucking myth, probably. When you become the most powerful, you're corrupted by something. Like if you're the most powerful <laughs> being in the world, you or in this the universe, you will be corrupted. Steven and I now. This is <laughs> this is just us. Matt and Travis have the same expression on their face, where they're both just like watching the time tick away, but they can't leave because it's my birthday, and I'm going to keep pulling that shit for as long as I possibly can. Yeah, I think this This is my shit! This is so fucking good. I love this shit. Like, it speaks to something in me that is, like, inextricable. I mean, like, I mean, I I was a kid who grew up reading comic books. I think anime scratches a lot of those itches, uh, but it is... One, I mean, they're both deeply corporate entities, but I do love that, like, I think a thing that, like, helps me separate this is, like, there isn't the point with anime where, by and large, it's now, like, you know, sanctioned fan fiction. They're just like, here's the person who wrote it. They are the creator of these characters. They are going to move on. This is the end of these stories. You know, there's not, like, perpetual, like, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to reboot these things and do, like, a better animated thing, but there's not the, uh, you know, here's, uh, here's my dark take on Sailor Moon. Instead, they're just like, here's, like, t- instead we get, like, uh, links to Wikipedia articles that's just, like, list of Sailor Moon musicals. Because they love to do that shit in Japan. They love to make musicals out of their of the media. There's a lot of There's music like a near stuff already, so that makes sense. Yeah. Again, light in the attic, press this shit. I would love that. Okay, so it seems like Sailor Galaxia, so Sailor Galaxia sealed Chaos into herself to prevent it from infiltrating the world, which... Uh. I love it was that. a temporary solution, but ended up causing more chaos later uh, because of how uh, powerful she is. It's like the end of Persona 3, but she gets corrupted instead of serving as a wall. Spoilers for right. Persona 3. But b- before she gets all the way corrupted, she makes a wish on a pure star seed that creates uh, Chibi Sailor Galaxia. Um, so now she wants every shine to die out, whatever that means. Um, I like that in this show. Die- I also want every shine to die out because fuck Super Mario Sunshine. I like, wow. I like oh. it. Why would you punish I like the in people show, of Isle Delfino like that? Prejudiced. Why do you hate the Piantas? <laughs> I like that Monster. in the show, every villain is just like a woman's voice layered on top of a woman's <laughs> voice, slightly pitch shifted. Like, yeah, that's, that's how you know that. that something is evil. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when I speak, but yeah, then there's like a pitch shift also happening in there. You're like, oh, fuck. Something big has possessed him. I bet <laughs> yeah. Supernatural does that. Yes. I can't wait to just be like taking like shots of Supernatural and Sailor Moon back and forth because that's what I've learned from this podcast. <laughs> so I assumed her final attack was going to be a hug, but it ended up being a handshake instead, which is a, is a different. Yeah, sorry, well, you were thinking I'm, Death Stranding. Before we get to the final attack, we do need to talk about her going uh, one winged angel because that's how my brain worked this. Well, is, I, didn't we already sort of talk about that? Uh, but we didn't talk about specifically the one-winged angel part of it, where she turns into a nude cherub flying around oh, with a sword. Yes. And she has it, right, and she has that whatever in her chest. Yeah, she has a, she has a diamond in her chest. Because Chaos breaks her sword, and then she basically reforms the sword via nudity and the diamond, uh, and being pure at heart and filled with hope and justice. Real Steven logic on how to reforge a sword. Uh, I'm going to take all my clothes off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, she flies around with a sword. She's got angel wings. And you're like, oh, my God. It's like she's Sephiroth. And, and they then Galaxia keep cutting is back like, to, like, I'm the a dirty demon now. They keep cutting back to the dirty sailor scouts for no reason. Like, they, like, they can't what? do anything. They're just they staring have... back up. So um, do you guys know how, like, animation works with, like, cell animation? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Which so one, basically, dog? The way when... <laughs> 
So uh, to make it really br- uh, brief, uh, the way a lot of animation works uh, is that they're not like drawing everything. They'll draw like the characters on like transparent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. You, those would be the cells. So then you can you superimpose can those things on the background and all of this. And it felt very clear that they had like one really great sail of cell of those sailor soldiers looking <laughs> up. And they just were like, all right, and now it's going to be a bit white, and then it's a bit dark, and then the background's changing. But it was almost always this one static shot, and I was like, I have no idea who these people are. I love this. Do they, do they literally, like, try to find the Sailor Stars? Is that their job? I don't know what their job is, but they're, like, Cuban personas that they're, like, a boy band. And then they become uh, these ladies with a lot of cleavage uh, after they transform. So they're the, they're the people at the end? Yes, they're the they're the men with long I, hair at the very end. I thought they might be, but I wasn't certain on that. Um, and also, I was like, "Wait, are these men, or is this just an animation thing?" I can't really tell. Also, I was like, "How fucking tall is Tuxedo Mask during that last scene? He looked like motherfucker looked like LeBron He's... James size standing next to them." So, uh, Stephen, uh, during all this fight, there was a part that really stood out to me, which is where during the fighting, where they're just where uh, Gal- Galaxia is just like, you know, you can't, you don't have the will to do this. And then Sailor Moon looks back and says, like, if a soldier's pride means hurting one another, I don't want it. Which, like, Snake would say. That's where I was like, oh, this is Metal Gear. There's a lot of talk about the duty of a soldier and what it means to protect another person. So then uh, they do a handshake. Chaos is defeated. She turns back into Sailor Galaxia. Pretty sapphic, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, And then there's sort of just, like, this little epilogue, right? Oh, oh, oh. I wanted to mention there's this one moment where where she's like where she's like I- I've killed all of your friends you have nothing to fight for I can already tell you're going to give up and she's like no I understand that as long as I'm here my friends are still with me which means that if I die they'll actually be gone so I can never give up and I was like oh that's nice yeah it did remind me though of that uh, Anakin Skywalker meme with the like, I love them. I love all of them. Not the jo- just the homies that live close, but across town and far away too. All my homies are like family to me. I love them. And then like they all come back magically. If you're familiar, yeah, they with all that. come. They all magically come back. I don't really understand, but uh, I learned that there's Magic, a white dude. cat too. Yeah, and I can't wait to find out more about the white cat. Uh, the the one with blue hair calls her dumpling over and over again. Yeah, yeah, cool nickname. I wanted dumplings. We're gonna start calling you Dumpling Matt. It's just my little dumpling. I've had two paper planes, and <laughs> uh, I just need that out there. Uh, okay. So uh, it's fun watching this, where I bet Chibi Chibi was like hated in the U.S. because that's how we treat characters yeah. like this. <laughs> but knowing in the end, I mean, it's true. Like Japan loves a Chibi character. Like I bet she's one of the most popular ones, and we probably fucking hated her over here. But knowing what that she's, you know, gonna turn into a sentient sword at the end that'll help beat Ultimate Evil. I'm like, yeah, I love that character. And I love that just, like, it's just like, oh, no, everyone's gone. And then, like, she's like, well, no, they're all back. But where's where's my boyfriend, Tuxedo Mask? And then he's like, chibi, chibi, help bring me back. And you're like, yes. Fuck yes, they did. And then then we have the closing right. we have the closing um, narration, which should be part of our bingo board of when there's a callback to the pilot yes. episode. Absolutely. Where she's like, I'm 16 and, like, still a crybaby or whatever. But uh, I already forget what else she said. But it I, happened. I wanted to talk... I wanted to talk about the. There's a moment where the blue-haired woman says, "I'll never forget you," and then, uh, and then Usagi says, "Yeah, I think we'll be friends forever." And then everybody laughs, 
And she's like, I don't get it. And everybody's like, she doesn't get it. And then they're like, you're too innocent. You don't get it. What is happening there? They probably all have to go about their mission and return to their parts of the Kalaosmos. But there was like this sexual aspect to it because somebody was like, yeah, like she doesn't have a dirty enough mind or something like that. No, I don't read it like that at all. But that somebody like said it out loud, like something like that. I don't, okay, I'd have to go back. And, but I was just like, yeah, this is just like, they're, they're all going to be friends forever, but they all have to go about their missions and will be separated. And then this show ends, like all shows should end, in my humble opinion. With the girl asking if, if the With guy loves her? With a kiss in front of a moon the size wow. of the sky. It's a big moon. Listen, they beat Ultimate Evil. True love happens in front of a giant moon that would fuck up the tides if it was real. And then you're just Another like, show that takes ending. place during the events of Bruce Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> a show I almost referenced earlier and thought decided not to because I had done it three episodes ago when you were talking about <laughs> hearing everyone's needs at the same time and just wanting to cry. I almost like, referenced it too. <laughs> is Bruce Almighty the most... Uh, important piece of media of it. Evan Almighty a wild production story go read up on that one sure because they attempted to be the first green carbon neutral production <laughs> huh despite it being one with a bunch of animals <laughs> the movies wow. that movie cost like about like it made a bunch of money and I think it cost exactly like what it made uh, yeah but like more things to just like hey yeah it's here we go big kiss dramatic background we're done it's over Oh my God! Evan Almighty lost money. It made 173 million dollars, and it cost 200 million dollars. Oh, holy <laughs> shit! Is that the most expensive comedy ever made? <laughs> like I, it's got to be up there. Uh, so general thoughts. Can I express this general show rules? Thoughts? Hey, here's my general thoughts. This show rules. I'm gonna watch all 200 episodes, and I already knew I loved it in theory. Like, again, Usagi, a sticker of Usagi crying is on one of my guitars. I did not understand at that time, though, what an important thing of Usagi crying is. I just thought it was a fun sticker. And now I know that is an integral part of her character yeah, is how baby. much she weeps. Uh, and I'm definitely going to start calling myself a crybaby a bunch. <laughs> Something I really wanted to point out about this show is that in the 90s, this was a show. So you, you notice at Dragon Ball Z and a lot of shows like Dragon Ball Z. Uh, the men are important and also there are women. Just like, the, only the men are yeah. important. There are women. We see them every once in a while. We see them. There, are, there, are, there are androgynous, male, explicitly male characters. Uh, yes. Also, that's right. the closest we really get. As opposed to Sailor Moon, where there are men, but they are not important. <laughs> like, explicitly, the all of the powerful people in this universe are all women. Which is like, such a it's such an interesting thing for the 90s uh and 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 it's the sort of thing that would make me not want to watch a show like this when i'm when i'm 11 but I, you, you just don't see shows like this uh, almost ever especially uh, even uh, or if like, you do it now it feels really cynical to do that was exactly what i was right. about to say where it's like my bet also is that this isn't like going like the example i always think of is like the really cynical uh part of that is no, no, Ghostbusters is fine. I don't think there's anything cynical about that. I think of the scene in the last Avengers movie, in Endgame, where they're just like, now we're oh, going to have all God. the women of the MCU do something, and it like acts like it's some big grand moment when they're like, ah, women, they get the job done, which is part of the reason why that scene in The Boys is so funny to me, where it's just the three female characters beating the shit out of another woman, and like 
the French character looks at the side and goes, I guess women do really get the job done. <laughs> like, you know, they're playing off of that joke of this idea. Um, and so uh, this is this is just something where I'm like, oh, I think it's just how the show is. Like, and it works. I, 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 if I may have a final thought on it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Please speak more. The thing that I re- really the through line for this that kept me interested was I really like your guys's passion for this. Like Thank genuinely, <laughs> it is a joy to see you guys <laughs> into a thing this much. I had you, you to wish, find a way into us. it. No, I mean, yeah. like, not even. I don't. I don't wish I was part of it. I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. I'm not well, interested I, in I it. Mean, I just like. I, I don't mean necessarily like Sailor Moon. I just mean like that moment when people you know have a deep passion for something, and you're like, I wish I understood this and could join in. Yeah, which is how to a I degree, feel. but it's more. It's, but it's also it's like I hey, feel everybody's about, got a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, and that's cool. I like that everybody yeah. has different interests. So I, I didn't feel like I needed to be a part of it. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I definitely I'd, would not I'd have still, ever I'd, even tried to find a way in if you guys weren't like, I'm excited for this one. This is a lovely sentiment, and I can't wait for Travis to completely undercut it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought this really wasn't interesting to me at all. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> sort of my view. Yeah, we didn't have to wait very long for <laughs> that <laughs> undercutting. Yeah. When I see people really passionate, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I, you know, happy for you. Um, this isn't one of those things. This isn't one of those things where I'm like, this is definitely bad, and you're wrong for doing this. But name one of those right now. Uh, I mean, I feel that way about all superhero movies. Like this is just objectively bad. Um, The Chainsmokers. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like something like Imagine Dragons or whatever. There's a lot of things where I'm just like, I will never understand why you guys care this much about like Uh about indie rock or whatever. Even though I like some indie rock, like that would be indie rock. That one. Um, yeah, no, that, I mean, and Matt, you are absolutely right to feel that way as somebody who does like superheroes, but that's cause like a childhood affection and I still watch all the stuff and I'm still by and large like, well, that was fine. I mean, that's good to hear. Yeah. Cause it's extremely like, there are certain fine. ones I really like. Yeah, no, there are certain ones I really like. I like the ones that are big spectacles that are just like, Hey, this is a really good cool action movie. That's why I like like the dark Knight and black Panther cause they have good action directors. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing with this, where it's like there is definitely a good action eye with just some of the staging in this show, even in just this last episode, where you're just like, "Fuck it!" Like the skies are blood, blood red. Yeah, they're flying around with swords. Aesthetically, it's be extremely and cool. Fun. I just yeah, like can't. I'll definitely. I couldn't find a way into the I'll, plot uh, at all, but I don't know how much that even really I, mattered. Yeah. Uh, no, I was like, I didn't really care what the plot was that's why or the character that's why i really liked that's why i really liked this despite not understanding it like i don't know that i'll enjoy this more watching the whole thing than i did now because i'm like like oh yeah the little thing is the sword of a wish of the but but like the themes that were being expressed through familiar plots because i've seen so many animes it was really nice for me to say okay they're doing this this thing that I've seen before, but differently and mm. more interesting to me because it's different. And I and the fact that I know that it's so long ago that the things that I've seen are actually taking from this in certain ways. Like, mm. those sorts of things are really interesting, uh, especially because it's so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is it is the... Uh, a giant touchdown. I mean, it's 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 iconic... In Japan as well, because that's the thing that'll happen sometimes with America, where we will like latch on to an anime because it's one that broke through but isn't actually that big in Japan. Uh, one day, 
you know, future episode Gundam Wing is a perfect example of that, where they're like, in Japan, they're like, that one's fine. And in America, it's just like, that is the pinnacle of the form uh, of that show. Like, that's the one that really breaks through, which is a, a really fascinating dichotomy. And I can't wait to do more international shows in this. Uh, you know, we'll get yeah. some weird Danish uh, crime shows at some point on this. Hell yeah. Uh, but instead, next week, we've got Californication coming up. Am I right on that one, Matt? That's right. Uh who here thinks they know? So you know, we'd like to have somebody talk. I know nothing end. about it. Has Does anyone, anyone know anything in California? I, know I think it's exactly about. One I think thing David Duchovny. <laughs> okay, hold he's on. A, he's hold a on, sex on, addict, time right? Time That's the whole thing. No, David Duchovny is a sex addict in real life. Okay, uh-huh. time out, everyone. Putting thirty seconds, 30 seconds on the clock. Go? We're all gonna go. That's not Matt. Okay. okay. I think he's a writer. It's and it was about, on Showtime. Yeah, I, I assume it's very sexual considering the title. And it's, and it's on Showtime. And it's on Showtime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably got a lot of softcore sex in it. I don't know if we'll see David Duchovny's dick. I bet not. I think he's a writer because I think there was like a season that has something to do with The Great Gatsby. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just the main thing I know about the show is my dad once asked me if the Red Hot Chili Pepper song was the theme song for it. And I was like, no, it's from like 10 years beforehand. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. And he kept being like, are you definitely sure? What if they did? I don't think it's that unreasonable. <laughs> Believe that they did it because of that. And I'm like, no, the show is named after the song. Oh. Hardcore soft porn. So yeah, we will be back to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, David Duchovny next week. Uh, and I'm really excited on that one. I like and I that think you said it goal, like that because I really do think it's mostly going to be about Duchovny and not about the show. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, yeah. like, this week this we're just going to spend kind of anime. We're going to be t- spending all the time talking about Fox, Mulder, and also Denise. Uh, but yeah, That's so we'll, we'll be back to talk about that. And I think the new goal going forward on this show, the, the stealth goal as long as we're doing the you pick, I pick, so and you know, back and forth, is to get the others to all like the show. And then I think you win the podcast. <laughs> That's never so happened. Far, it hasn't happened yet. Has not happened. Day, people well, very different tastes. One day one of us is going to win the podcast, so come back and tune in. Uh, thanks to Matt uh, Siani. I'm going to try Sorry. to do that now. Sorry. Thanks to Matt I. Siani <laughs> for producing this episode. Uh, thanks to whoever we have for the theme song on this one. Uh, Watching shows by but. moonlight. <laughs> make take a I was gonna say Stephen, take us out. Okay. Yeah, Stephen, uh, take us home. But make sure to rate, review, subscribe, like, share the episode. We're a new thing, and we're kind of putting some work into this, and pretty proud of it. So, be cool if uh, you would share this with people. Also, Please notice birthday, us, senpai. So I ask that. Please notice us, senpai. Stephen, take us home. Burn it. Watching shows by moonlight, (laughs) making jokes by daylight, spin off from a show about Friday Night Lights, it is the podcast named As You Know. All the guests are just friends. Maybe we can fade out. All the dumb opinions we will defend. Only watch the beginning and the end. It's the podcast calls As You Know.